Uh, should, should explain. Need, need to explain. Talking about it makes it feel real, but I can't just allow myself to dissociate my way through this. It's just... I've never seen a person die in person before. This is the After Disaster Broadcast, created by J.J. Ranvier. No swearing. <laughs> Fuck! How did you get in here? Hello, Joe Prendergast. So good to finally meet you. Jesus fucking fuck. Who the fuck are you? I think you have an idea of who I am. And how did you... And an idea of how I got in here. Oh my god, gee. No use, Jolene Prendergast. My men have already dealt with your friends while I was watching from the roof. How do you... I have my sources. Look, if you're going to keep using my full name like some disappointed parent, please just kill me now. (laughs) You don't mean that. Yes, yes. You can't be afraid of what you know, and I know a lot about death. That was very convincing, Jolene Prendergast, but I'm not going to kill you. Not yet, at least. Comforting. Stop fucking talking back. I just want you to listen to my proposal. Right. Good. You're listening. You've already done the first step. Get this station up and running. You're welcome. Jolene! Huh. That's more fun now that I know it bugs you so much. Good. Now the other major thing I need from you is to ensure that this place continues working. We've got some important messages to broadcast out, and I don't... Like no, what? Uh, 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 what did I say about talking Jolene Prendergast? <sighs> You're lucky I need you. For what? Please don't kill me, you paused. Why? Why I need the radio station. Well, less of a need and more of a want. When it all started, I kept finding men out there. Idiots who wanted things they felt were denied them by women, society, their jobs, life itself. But even after everything ended, they were just waiting for permission. And I got to be the one that gave them permission. Now I want more idiots, and I need this station to get them. Have you ever had a group of men follow you anywhere, no questions asked? I think that means something different for you than it does for me. That was meant to be a rhetorical question. No matter. Time for you to show me how this little studio works so I can keep expanding my personal group of destructive idiots. What if I say no? If you shoot me, you still don't have what you want. Well, you're lucky I'm feeling generous. Either you don't help me, and I just kill you and your friends. Or you help me, and I give you and the Asian and the redneck a decent head start. What will you be having this evening, Miss Prendergast? What about Elliot? Who? Oh, the... Whatever I tasered in the hallway, I guess... I uh, will help you This is not a fucking negotiation! Huh? 
Oh, God! Ah! 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 Fuck! Holy fuck, Elliot! In the eyes! Why the eyes? Oh my God, he's still moving. Um, dear listeners, we're going to take a small commercial break while Elliot cleans the blood off their knitting needles. In the meantime, listen to this ad for, uh, bleach. Okay, okay, good. He's still passed out. Elliot, that was amazing and disgusting. Oh god, I just got blood all over me by hugging you. Uh, fuck it, worth it. Ugh. Oh, that could have gone better. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Hi, fellow survivors. Anyone catch any good radio broadcast recently? I just heard one that was a bloody good fun. I'm sorry, I had to. Humor is my coping mechanism. Oh man, do I miss having a therapist as well as a radio station for all of my feelings. Now I've just got a one-way radio show. So yeah, uh, my return to the more official airways was a Less than ideal. Usually I get to vet the guests before they appear in the studio, and uh, usually they get a much less stabby goodbye. Uh, okay, focus, focus. I wanted to give you all an update before I disappear for a bit. Elliot and I ran out of the studio expecting to have to go on some epic journey to save Scout and Jihan. Uh, Elliot fully weaponizing both of their knitting needles and me, I don't know, swinging around a microphone or I don't know, I would have figured it out. But uh, instead, we opened the door on Jihan and Scout getting ready to rush inside to save us. Scout gave us both, as she calls it, mama bear hugs and told us about how they got attacked and how they got away. And by told us, I mean started by making fun of me for taking too long in the studio, started saying what happened, and then went into a story about her nana. Yeah, I could have gone my whole life without knowing that people believe if you die with your eyes open, you'll come back searching for someone to take with you. Or gone without knowing how her grandma died with her eyes open. Hint, it's something you wouldn't expect from a 65-year-old. Hip-hop dance class. Anyway, Jean almost literally dragged us all away from the building before Scout got to the present. Ji-hun tried to hurry it along by summing it up as they tried to take us, but we incapacitated them. But one does not simply cut off Scout when she's telling a story. She went into detail describing every last movement uh, about how the Moors can man, as she calls them, tried to put hoods over their heads and drag them away, but G flipped them and broke their wrists. G tried to minimize it by calling it a mere fracture, but Scout was like, Joe, Joe, I heard a crack. I heard a crack. So, okay. G is giving me the wrap it up signal. Our plan is to run. Run fast, run hard. We think we might have found some other four-wheelers we saw them on the road with. We're gonna 
try and hotwire and steal them and try and get miles and miles and miles away, I just... I didn't want to just disappear on all of you. Even you, Dave. I'm sure you have your reasons. And I hope you're not the only one listening. Maybe? Okay, for now, catch you on the next frequency. Show out. You know what? Never mind. We could leave the city. We could run and run and run and keep an eye on our backs and one eye on the road and hope we outrun the human firestorm tornado things, but I am tired of running. Gian is angry. Scout, well, Scout always wants to fight people, but anyway, Elliot now has a taste for blood, and so we're going to find the source of the electricity, and though it pains me, shut them down any way we can. Also, we can't leave because it looks like, uh, they were not, a uh, smart enough to guard the four-wheelers, but smart enough to siphon out all the gas. We got a whole two feet before they gave a defeated, shuddering clunk, and honestly, same. And Gian had to keep Scout from swearing so loud that they found us. And even if they had gas, instead of guarding these, they were busy flooding all the roads. Awesome. They're really really determined for us not to leave early. They decided to switch it up from their usual fire and bang at the worst possible time. So, we're staying and fighting because we have to. But it sounded pretty badass when it sounded like a choice, right? So, update. Trying to be positive with plan B. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, anyway, the pro is we figured out how the city has electricity. There's something in the lake that's somehow still powering the city still. Elliot did manage to get out a, maybe we should visit the library, and before Scout took off following the power lines. Right now, we're resting after going into, or trying to go into our third, as Scout calls it, power plant-looking thingamajigs. Plan B of literally taking their power away from them is going... nowhere. The first two buildings that we came upon that put the brutal and brutalism turned out to both be mills of some sort. They still stank. Ugh. The third one we couldn't get open, no matter how much Scout tried to Jihun badass kick in the metal door, but really, she really got close to breaking her leg with that one, but really, any place that isn't being guarded should be a sign that it's not the right one. <sighs> Alright, on to the next. Fuck. They're shutting down all the streetlights. <sighs> Not everything. Just the streetlights. Because oh nothing's better than a dark city full of men who want to hurt you and would do anything to get at you. And... Hmm... Okay. Okay, fellow survivors. We had a plan. Really, we did. And okay, okay, I can't stay serious for too long. It totally worked! 
Oh, plan C for creative, not chicken, totally worked and is continuing to work as we speak. I'm guarding the cart while the others do the finishing last touches or whatever. And, and I just, I couldn't, I couldn't wait to tell you all. Okay. Okay. So step one, how do we get them all to come out of hiding? Well, how do you get a bunch of angry men to swarm a place? Well, we went back to the radio station, got a backup generator working, found some external speakers to blast from, and... Hello, Joe Prendergast here, coming to you live from WWWQ 69.1 FM, local radio station. Honored to be here today. I'm so excited to be on and talk about my experiences as a radio host, which I'm sure you will all enjoy me talking about my experiences. You know, such an exciting job. I got to talk to such interesting people, meet such interesting people, get people to call in and tell me their experiences, interesting stories. Guys would call in and tell me that I'm shrill or explain the most basic of things. I'm sure they were just trying to help, and I'm sure that happens to everyone. Oh, and all of the hate fan fan mail. And I had such lovely fans who would send me gifts, send me nice messages on social media, and oh, how could I forget about my biggest fan who would call and call and call and one day showed up at the studio to walk me home. So sweet. I didn't even ask. I had such lovely... Yeah, it didn't take long at all. They started showing up like, oh God, flies to a poo pile. Ugh. Anyway, we were ready for them. Elliot, especially. They had three layers of traps set up. Trip wires hooked up to car alarms, various contraptions to throw things at them on their way to the radio station, all kinds of nets and snares once they got inside. It, it was incredible. There was, though, less of them than expected. I swear I saw a bigger group on the road, but we only caught 10, maybe 15 of them. But I guess it just seemed bigger in my mind. Including, oh, including the leader. I heard um, one of them call him Connor, I think. Uh, but it was the guy, the, the one that Elliot blinded. I guess it was the blind leading the deluded. <laughs> so that was the easy part. The almost fun part of the, oh what am I saying it was fun to be doing what I do best aimlessly ranting while I heard everyone doing their other best hearing them setting off every one of Elliot's traps oh I just wish I had been able to see Jihan take care of all the ones that managed to get through because it would be cool not for any other reason anyway uh, since we couldn't do Elliot's half serious suggestion of why don't we ask them nicely to leave us alone? 
The second half of the plan was how the fark to keep them from following directly behind us on some bent hell vengeance reunion tour. June wanted to use the butt of the shotgun to break all their kneecaps. Oof. And that one, that one was mild in comparison of Scout's idea of cutting off each of their toes while singing This Little Piggy Went to the Market nursery rhyme. I think, hope, she was joking about that one. But always, it was our hero, well, hero of several hours. Elliot came up with a less violent plan. Always the bookworm, they presented it as, what if we cask of Amontillado'd them? And I asked if that was just murder, but slower. But then they clarified they meant tying them up in the basement, barricading the doors just enough so it takes several days for them to get out. And in those several days, we would be long, long gone. Jihan nodded and was like, slow murder doesn't sound so bad, but yes, let's make it possible for them to possibly survive. One of her longer sentences, and oh boy, will it stay with me longer. So we all took turns dragging the knocked out guys in the basement and guarding the cart like I am now, and oh my! Uh, um, uh, oh, okay, I, uh, should, should explain, need, need to explain. Talking about it makes it feel real, but I can't just allow myself to dissociate my way through this. It's just... I've never seen a person die in person before. Uh, uh, the, the gunshot shots, that's, that's easy. Let's start there. That was... That was Connor. While the others were knocked out, he was just pretending and, and tried to grab the shotgun from Jihan. She moved to shoot him for attacking her, but he got the barrel and she ended up shooting into the ceiling, so everyone is... Everyone was okay. I ran downstairs because I've become the type of person that runs towards the sound of danger, I guess. Probably felt brave because I had Connor's taser with me to guard the cart. And I saw... I saw what was happening. She was struggling with him and I I just acted but I, I was startled I, I didn't know I hadn't ever used a taser before who has so I, I tased him right in the back it killed him I watched him die not because I wanted to watch the life drain out of his body but because I didn't know I didn't have anything better to look at while I was in shock. So I've killed a guy now. Um, I should be more upset about this, but I'm still in shock. She has been making jokes about baby's first kill and... and uh, Oh man, it's oh it's it's uh, it's starting to hit me. Okay, okay. So you don't all have to hear me having a, a panic attack.
PKD61. This is PKD61. Hey, Joe! Joe! I was just on an amazing journey to return my wolf pup friend to the wild. You wouldn't believe the amazing adventures we had. Uh, we had all these berries. Can you believe that a little wolf pup was eating berries? Oh. <sighs> Joe. I'm sorry. I'm going on. Uh, it should have only taken a day or two, but it took weeks. I'll get into it with you. Anyways, did I miss anything while I was gone? Hey, JJ here doing the outro because I've got some special things to say. First, the important basics. This was written and produced by me, JJ Ronvier, and I was also the voice of Joe Prendergast. The voice of Connor was Jared Sanders, and the voice of Park Ranger Dave was Frost Alexander. This episode was edited by Rory Strawn-Mock. Second, gotta plug all the stuff. I know that you liked this podcast. You made it all the way to the finale. So please, leave us a review on iTunes, because yes, we are still, still bribing people with stickers. You just gotta message us on Twitter or email us at theafterdisasterbroadcast at gmail.com. How to find us on social media? We are at AfterDisasterBC on Twitter and theafterdisasterbroadcast.tumblr.com. Hey, tell us what you thought of the finale. Seriously, we do check and we love it. And if you want to be more than social, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash theafterdisasterbroadcast. Third, the sappy stuff. I can't believe we made it this far. Well, I can, but it's still a lot to take in. Making a whole season of a podcast. Not only that, a podcast that people love and care about. I wanted to make characters that I wished I had seen in media ages ago and have people care about and, and love them as much as I love writing them means the world to me. Every message I get on Twitter or Tumblr keeps me going. Your support of this little post-apocalyptic show has been amazing and I am so excited to keep making it for you. We'll be back from hiatus in November of 2018 and by hiatus, I mean releasing many episodes because I can't stop working. And, of course, thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who helped make it. To my editors, Rory and Colin, and to every single one of my guest actors. Alright, Caitlin, take us out. And now, we leave you with this. Survival tip. For berry collection, remember, purple and blue good for you. White and yellow kill a fellow. Which can also be good for you, depending on the fellow. This podcast has been produced in association with the Nerdalogs. To find out more about the Nerdalogs and their shows, visit www.nerdalogs.com or facebook.com slash nerdalogs. Thanks for listening.